Hey friends, this is Tina Turner. Thanks for tuning in today to the More Precious Than Gold podcast, where we will examine God's Word each episode and find that it is trustworthy, true, and always more precious than gold. In our last episode, we learned how a woman who truly knows God's Word and meditates on it day and night is blessed prosperous, and has a purposeful life. In this episode, we're going to learn how God's Word blesses our life by declaring who we truly are in Christ. What God says about us is what matters most. Let's begin this episode with some lyrics by Matthew West. Hello, my name is Regret. I'm pretty sure that we have met. Every single day of your life, I'm the whisper inside that won't let you forget. Hello, my name is Defeat. I know you recognize me. Just when you think you can win, I'll drag you right back down again until you've lost all belief. Oh, these are the voices. Oh, these are the lies. And I have believed them for the very last time. Hello, my name is Child of the One True King. I have been saved. I have been changed. I have been set free. Amazing grace is the song I sing. Hello, my name is Child of the One True King. These lyrics just express what we're going to be learning today in this podcast. Think about it. How often do we allow circumstances to define who we are? Our identity is tied to what we believe about ourselves oftentimes. We can believe what others say about us. We can believe regret. We can believe the lies. We can believe defeat. We can believe our circumstances or we can believe what our past says. Or, my friends, we can believe what God says about us. And we need to be reminded that we are children of the Most High God. We are children of the one true King. And what God says about us is most important. Let's see what God's Word says about us so that we can have the true picture of what God is saying about us. From Ephesians chapter 1, we'll begin reading in verse 1, and I'll be reading from the NIV. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Wow. These are pretty powerful things that God says about us. Let's just break this down so we can see all the truth that is here. So first of all, Ephesians is written by Paul to God's holy people in Ephesus, those who are faithful in Christ, he says. And then he just stops and he has to praise God. He says, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus. And he blesses us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing 
in Christ. So this is really written to those people who are holy people, set apart for God, faithful in Christ, those who belong to God and are in Christ. It is appropriate to apply this incredible passage of Scripture to all of us who are in Christ, those who are Christ followers, those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and know Him as the Lord of their life. If we are in Christ, then he says here we're blessed in two ways, in the heavenly realms and with every spiritual blessing. But what are spiritual blessings? What make them different than other kinds of blessings? Well, first of all, they're eternal. And they're seated in the heavenly realms. No one can take them away. No one can get to them. They're they're seated where God is. And um, they're not of this world. No one can give them to us but God. And Paul begins to list some of these blessings. First, he says, we are chosen in him. We are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Before the stars were in place, before the oceans crashed on the shores, before birds graced the skies or fish filled the seas, God chose you. He handpicked you. He chose you for something with a purpose in mind. Ephesians here tells us that his purpose was to have union with Christ, that we would be with him and in him, that we were to be holy people that were set apart for his family, for his kingdom, and that we are to be blameless in his sight. We are going to be people that carry the very righteousness of Christ because what Jesus did on our behalf will be forgiven and redeemed. Second, he predestined us for adoption. He determined in advance by his divine will that we would belong to him, adopted into his family. He determined it because he is sovereign and he can do that as the sovereign God of the universe. He predicted that I would belong to him. He predestined that I would belong to him and he moved everything in heaven and earth to accomplish that. What does it mean to you that you are God's daughter? You belong to him. We have God the Father as our very own. We are daughters adopted by him, and we belong to him. He is the God of unlimited resources. So there's nothing that we need that he doesn't already have access to. Think about that. When we go to him in prayer, he already has everything we need to answer that prayer. He is our heavenly Father, who is the source of all wisdom, So there's no problem that we can take to him that will stump him or confuse him or cause him to worry. He has absolute control and sovereignty over everything. As his daughters, we have full access to God. We can boldly approach the throne of grace. We can cast our cares upon him for he cares for us. Think about it. What about the parents that you know in your life? Perhaps you're a parent. What would they be willing to do for their children? Most of the people I know would lay their life down for their children. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 says this, If you, being wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to those who ask? You see, as our Father, He freely gives us the very best. He knows what's best for our life, and that's what He gives. Now, That's not all. From Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, we see that in him we also have redemption and forgiveness of sin. 
We are totally forgiven, totally cleansed, and absolutely able to stand before God because of what Jesus did on our behalf. Redemption means the action of gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. And Jesus did both of those for us. He paid with his very own life to clear our debt of sin. And also, he made us his very own. Because of what Jesus did, we're forgiven. Our debt is clear, and we are part of the family of God, the forever family of God. What do these incredible blessings mean to you? And the best part of all is that all of this is based on his glorious grace that he lavishes upon us. We don't do anything to become God's child. God worked it all out. Even before the foundation of the world, he worked out the circumstances so that we would belong to him. So let's recap what Ephesians says. We are chosen, handpicked by God. We're adopted into his forever family. We are lavished with God's amazing grace. All of this comes to us because of God's amazing grace. We have been forever redeemed because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And we are completely forgiven because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. You have been given wisdom and understanding to know God's purpose and will for your life. And all of these blessings are absolutely incredible. That is what God says about us. That is what God says about you. So often the opinion that we have about ourselves does not match this. We allow the lies of this world to blur our perspective. Instead, we must allow God's truth to recalibrate and adjust our thinking. We must line our thinking up with what God's word says, with God's truth. What does your thinking say about who you are? Does it need to be calibrated a bit? Does it need to be changed to line up with what Ephesians says about you? What has blurred the truth about what God says or about what God says you are, who you are in Christ? Don't let the world steal what God's word says about you. Don't let the world's lies blur what God's word says about you. I want you to consider one more thing about who our Father is. A glimpse of his glory and you will know that you are chosen down deep in your heart. And if we are chosen, no one, no one can keep us from the love of God. Let's read from Isaiah chapter six. We're gonna be reading verses one through five. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seating on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings, With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the sound of their voices, and the the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, for I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, 
the Lord Almighty. You guys, this is the king who is our father. You know, Uzziah died. And when he died, um, at that time in Israel's history, he had been one of the longest reigning kings of Israel. His reign had been powerful and purposeful. And as long as he was king, the people felt like, you know, we're going to be okay. They had confidence in their king. But Second Chronicles tells us that after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. And I just want to tell you, that's the, that's the problem with us setting our desires or our hope or our confidence in anyone other than God. When we do that, we will be disappointed every time. It's a reminder that all the kings of this earth, all the, the people who think they're important and, and set themselves up to be so incredible are nothing without the hand of God in their lives. Look, our king is the king of all kings. He's unelectable and he's unimpeachable. He's the Lord of all lords. He is worthy, absolutely worthy of praise. Our father God rules. Look, in this passage, he is seated on the throne. It says, I saw the Lord high and exalted seated on the throne. He's not worried about the circumstances of life. He's not worried about anything that this world has to offer. He is not anxious or pacing. His position is seated with absolute authority and absolute control. He knows what his will is, and he knows that his will will come to pass. He is high and lifted up above all others, above principalities and powers of authorities. There's nothing higher than our Father God. He is the king above all kings. No one is his equal and no one can rival him. He alone is the high and lifted up one. And the train of his robe filled the temple, reflecting his glory. I always think about a bride when I think about a train. That is the thing that just sets her apart from all others, right? As she walks down the aisle and you see the train of her dress, there's just something so remarkable about that. And here we see that the train of the robe fills the temple, reflecting the very glory of God. And above God, there are angels flying around his throne, covering their faces and covering their feet. And they're crying out with a loud voice, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the sounds of their voices shake the thresholds and the doorposts and they tremble and the temple is filled with smoke. Wow, this is our father. This is the one who called us. This is the one who chose us and adopted us. This is the one who defines who we are. We can't let this world define us. We can't let our circumstances define us. We've got to let the Lord of the universe, the Lord of glory, define who we truly are. He is set apart in a class above all others. And this is the God who rules over all, including us. He rules over our circumstances. He rules over our past. And he rules over anything that tries to define us to be anything other than who he says we are. When we get a glimpse of this from our lesson, it changes us, doesn't it? 
we recognize that God's truth is more powerful and has more authority in our life than anything else. So I go back to the beginning and ask, what do you allow to define you? What is it that is defining you now that gets you down? God wants to change that. He wants you to know that you're his chosen, precious daughter and that there is nothing you can do that will stop his love for you. There's nothing in your past that can stop his love for you. He chose you before the foundation of the world to belong to him. He chose to adopt you. It was his choice, adoption. He's the one who set all of the things in motion to bring you to belong to him. He is the God of this universe. And if he is as powerful as Isaiah says he is, there is no way that anyone can stop what he is doing or wants to do in your life. So let me ask you a few things. What will you do with this truth that we're learning about God's powerful word in your life? What will you do with this glimpse of God's glory? How will you use it today to change your thinking? It's one thing for us to learn God's truth. It's another for us to take God's truth and use it in our lives. And so if we just learn who God is and we learn who God says we are, but we don't apply it in our lives, then it doesn't do us any good. We can use God's word today to just destroy the work of the world around us, to destroy the work of the enemy, to tell us that we do not have value that we are not who we think we are, and we can stand on the truth of what God says about us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the powerful word that we've learned today. I thank you that you are the one true God, high and lifted up, and there's none like you. And not only are you the God that is high and lifted up, but you say you're our Father that you adopted us to be your very own daughters and that you love us with an everlasting love so much that you've pulled us into your family because of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I pray that you would destroy any of the things in our thinking that don't line up with what your word says about who we are, that we would line ourselves up with what your word says and that we would walk in confidence knowing that we are daughters of the Most High God. We are protected by you. We are loved by you. We are looked over by you. You are our Father who loves us so much and gives us gifts that are in heavenly places. You give us blessings that no one else can give. And so, Father, for that we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.